Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is the podcast where each time my guests revisit picture postcards that they have for some reason held on to. And together we try to understand what it is uh, that caused them to keep these tiny, sometimes beautiful, sometimes hideous cardboard rectangles. Each time I welcome to the studio two guests and it's their postcards that act as tiny prompts to send us memories, mysteries and stories, or somewhere else altogether. I'm Tom Jackson, and I'm delighted to say that my guests today are musician and composer Kate Garner and comedian and writer Alex Keeley. Um, Alex and Kate, welcome to Podcast from the Past. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Nice to be here. Now, Kate Garner is a singer and a pianist and a composer. Um, her work sometimes sounds like this. Please don't talk about me when I'm gone. Sometimes like this. Second or two. Sometimes like this. Miss Elizabeth has gone too far this time. Now, live these days, Kate plays with her band and her recent shows, possibly influenced by listening to a wind-up gramophone bought for her at the age of 12 by her dad, draw on songs from the 30s. And they also feature on her latest album, Songs from the Art Deco Decades. And they sound a bit like this. Kate comes from a long line of musicians. Her grandmother, Daisy Hodges, was a gifted pianist who played piano in the pubs of London. And her late father was, of course, Chaz Hodges, um, who had a long musical career before even becoming half of Chaz and Dave. And he, of course, was responsible for hit after hit between 1979 and 1987, bringing um, a special brand of Cockney rock, the first Cockney rock, really, to the charts and also to the hearts of the nation, I think. Rockney. Rockney, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying that. That's all right. Chuck it in. Now, Kate comes to us today bearing a, a postmark from Rye in Sussex. Yeah. Why is that? Well, because it is somewhere that we used to go as kids. And then when I started writing my musical about Mappa Lucia by E.F. Benson, which we'll talk a bit about in a minute, it's actually set in Rye, which is called Tilling. But before that, my mum spent time there as a child. My dad, my mum and dad used to go and stay there. And it just became one of those places we always ended up going. Sort of escape from London for a short time? Yeah, I think think so. And I think also uh, mum and dad would always stop at Kent because my dad um, loved Kent because he lived there as a child. Oh, okay. So So there was a a connection. Yeah, Yeah, there was a real connection. Um, 
and yeah we just loved it there and it, it does feel like it never changes. Never. But <laughs> Rye, Rye's, Rye's kind of an island, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> it should have water around, but it doesn't because the, the, the sea went away. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, when I, I did the musical, it had to be about Rye or Tilling, should I say. So, yeah, that would be the place, Tom. That would be the postmark that I would first oh, think of. We won't try and rub that postmark off you then. No. That, that can stay. That no, can stay. that can stay, yeah, now, definitely. Kate, do you still send postcards? I do, and I write. And uh, my best friend who lives in Norfolk, we have written to each other since college. We write letters, we write postcards. Really? I'm not joking now, don't laugh. I use brown fountain ink and sealing wax. You're joking. I do. This is a bit Harry Potter, isn't it? (laughs) I do. We love the art of letter writing and postcards. Very good. Yeah, we're, we're obsessed. We love it. Yeah. So and and so you're both equally obsessed. And do you yeah. find that when you meet up, you've got nothing to talk about because you've uh, <laughs> you've said it all? Yeah, well, like like you do your postcards. We just do the headlines, and oh. then That's we when... tell you more when I see you, sort of thing. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the great lines in letters That's and postcards. Actually, I'll tell you more later. Yeah. Exactly. The bit yeah. you don't want the postman to read. Yeah, and you think, oh, here we go. Yeah. Very good. So Very yeah, good. I'm not I'm I'm not just saying that for effect. It's true. Well, you're allowed to stay. This is I good. like to write. In any way. And, and my dad did, very much so. He was always writing. Yeah, always. I suppose life on tour, you're often yeah. away from home a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that would be anything from, uh, well, obvious songs, but letters and books. You wrote books, wrote some very funny books and postcards. Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure we hear about those in a minute. Yeah. Um, now, Alex Keeley is a comedian who came to prominence by reaching the final of So You Think You're Funny, which is such a sort of combative title. <laughs> yeah. um, it's appalling yeah. as a title. Um, uh, Alex uh, has been described as possessing a whip-smart wit. So we'll, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. But let's see, let's see. Um, and he's taken four hours of stand-up to the Edinburgh Fringe. Was that just one very long show? Or? Oh, yeah, uh, you know... Um, that that would be exactly the sort of thing that I would terrify my director with in in <laughs> April. Being, what if the problem in previous years has been that it's not been three hours longer than than fair, and the audiences instead of the forty minute lull will have the famous two hour and thirty minute lull where they just descend. Um, problem is long shows have been done. You, you can't compete with Mark Watson with his six week show, or whatever <laughs> yeah, he does. Exactly. So you'd, you'd have to go. You'd have to spend the rest of your life doing a show. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, I, I, so what was that's a, that's a number of shows over time. Yeah, so four years, four years in a row, I've taken uh, shows up the fringe. I will be taking one up this year, providing it all goes uh, ahead. Which is the, oh, I see, yes, of, because of the, the plague well, that is I mean, invited if, upon us. If you could, you couldn't really. You couldn't really make up a scenario as bad as the Edinburgh Fringe for spreading a viral infection, right? It's like quite, quite a lot of infections, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I hear from the more adventurous performers. Um, the um, yeah, so hopefully a fifth one this year. You'll have heard uh, some of Alex's jokes on Mock the Week, the News Quiz, the Now Show, and Alex is also the organizer of a thing called the Comedy Grotto, um, which is a charity fundraising night, a regular gig. Um, which he puts together in aid of the UNHCR's Syria appeal. Yeah, right? exactly. How did that come about? Um, well, I used to run it for a different charity, and, and I think about in about 2014, 2015, I sort of changed that because of the situation that continues sort of to, to be. <laughs> um, so there's, it's a monthly comedy night that um, 
lots of fantastic comedians come down and sort of try out new material and it's sort of um, in a fun basement and um yeah we get great acts we've had like bridget christie we've had james acaster we've had uh, yeah lots of lots of amazing people very good yeah. for a good cause for a good cause terrific now alex comes to us today with a i think i can read it gu34 postmark yes. yeah where the devil's that that is um near petersfield in hampshire so it's a guildford postmark but uh sort of uh, that, that bit of east hampshire is so Week that has been overrun by some Surrey based <laughs> Guildford postmark. Um, I, I didn't read about that invasion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a very, very bourgeois invasion of, uh, yeah. Um, in, in Land Rovers. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, the, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's, that's, my, that's my family's um, uh, house. That's where my mum and dad live. Um, but we lived abroad. So, my dad's a retired diplomat, so we lived abroad quite a lot. But oh, that's okay. been where we've sort of lived in, in Britain for the last 20 years, and, and they moved back properly about 15 years ago there. Um, but we lived, you know, so really, really the um, diplomatic bag is something I should have brought. <laughs> I should have brought you something from the diplomatic yeah. bag today rather than. Uh, rather than Does these... diplomatic post have its own uh, postmark? Is there some special thing? It must oh, be. I don't know. I don't know. It's I just think like it's... really fancy with a, a coat of arms on it, doesn't it? I think, I mean, I think, it, I think there literally is a bag, right. which. Which is and that's doing the job of um, uh, Mr. Postman. Absolutely, do not be reading. Oh, so it's just sitting in there. He doesn't need any kind of postmark if it's in the bag. I think I th- I'm 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 going to guess that the reason it's called that is literally because it's a bag. I think I think there is sort of a bag. Very uh, good. We, we await we await uh, <laughs> listeners that know more about this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so anyone from the Foreign Office who can help us with this. Now, Alex, when did you last send either via the diplomatic bag or not a, a, a postcard? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. So I, uh, I think I put letter writing in the same category as playing the piano and uh, and uh, learning the guitar and baking and jogging, which are all <laughs> things that are no. excellent, but that I just I every three and they're all weeks, on your CV exactly but... <laughs> yeah, proficient in jogging and letter writing. Um, but no, I'm very bad at. It's something that I wish I did much more. Um, and uh, and the, the number of postcards you receive are somewhat a function of the number that you send, I feel. Yes. Um, so you have yes, you're a friend who might be a corresponding friend. Yeah. Friends who don't correspond, you don't correspond with. Does exactly. that make sense? Maybe that, yeah, I need to get together with six friends and we need to start a, a, a sort of trend amongst our friendship circles and then that can kind of calm our way. Oh, but that sounds a... dreadful, doesn't it? No. You set it up on purpose. <laughs> right, that, right. It has to happen organically. But you do have this post-crossing thing people do sometimes. Have you come across this? No, what's that? People join a club online and um, they sign up to it. It's, all, it's sort of organised online and strangers send them postcards and they send strangers postcards. Really? Now, I don't personally oh. see the point of that. Yeah, that sounds weird. Because there's no warmth in getting a card from a stranger, no. I don't think. Um, but if you just like getting posts through the letterbox, then yeah. why not? Why not? Did but, you ever have a pen pal? I briefly had a pen pal. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> really know what to do with it. It's quite old fashioned, isn't it? Yeah. Now, you know, with email and that. So it's not really <laughs> necessary. It would be an e-pal. Yeah, e-pal. Yeah, and that yeah. sounds slightly sinister as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> Sort of thing you get in your inbox and, and hope not to open. <laughs> well, that, yeah, and that cross-letter thing does sound like the kind mm. of analogue version of those things where it's like, if you don't send this to 20 of your those sort of slightly guilt-trained <laughs> oh, exactly. chain yes, emails. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Like, chain, chain oh, mail. So you like, the, you like the bad thing continuing to happen, do you? <laughs> Unless you send it to 20 of your friends. Oh, when I'm going yeah. through a big boxes of postcards that. I occasionally yeah. find postcards that are chain letters 
and they're saying, dear blah blah, I'm sending you this. I haven't broken the chain, honest. So there's a bit of fear behind it. Yeah, I think. Oh, it's gosh. weird. Uh, I it's think they've died stuff. out, but <laughs> I, I don't think it's because mankind has stopped doing dreadful things and <laughs> trying to con each other. I think that, that's just found, that's evolved, isn't it? Yeah, new ways to do that it. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we see and hear about the cards that Alex and Kate have brought along, uh, I'll do a quick one of mine, and this is, of course, in the past postcard style, um, like I do on Twitter and in the book and stuff, uh, an old card from which I've taken just a bit of the message. So it's actually a really pretty card. This is um, a black and white card of a place called Catolica, by the looks of it, in, mm. in Italy. Um, it hasn't come recently from northern Italy, so I think we're OK. okay. <laughs> uh, sent to, Shrops- to Shrewsbury, Bellevue, uh, just over the river in Shrewsbury. And the bit of the message that appealed to me, it just said, um, I'm having a lovely time here. This is Brenda writing. I'm having a lovely time here, and the weather is wonderful. The food is quite nice, but they dish up soup appearing like grated rice in vinegar. <laughs> God, that's horrible. <laughs> I've been to Italy and the food was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> grated rice. Grated rice. I'll, I'll do another I, one. Quick. I, yearn for, I yearn for Shropshire's cooking is what that card is yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you get in Shropshire? Oh, some nice lamb or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, staying in Europe. This is uh, Austria. Uh, a sort of, it's like a beer keller to me. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a guest house. Uh, in a, it's called, for those who need to know, Batsenhausel. Uh, and this was sent to Bristol, Keynesham in Bristol. And um, what, in, what intrigued me about this is just the level of detail this person was thought that their, that Mr Fisher would want to hear. And this is what Marion, Marion thought Mr Fisher wanted to hear. She said, We are using the water heater for a cup of coffee at the moment and then intends to have an early night. <laughs> uh, it's, um, after the water heater. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. It just struck me as sort of uh, mundane, really. But anyway. um, I'll remind you, everyone at home, that uh, images, scans, images, high-resolution res- scans of these pictures are going to be uh, on the blog, uh, as are all the cards we discussed today, so you can have a look at them and see that we're not making it up. Um, I um, hooked out a couple of my favourites. Oh, yes. Do you want me to read them? Your favourite what? Yours. Really? Yeah. Well, you, 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 you embarrass me. Please, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it. Didn't say where it was from. It was a big stately home, no name, but it just said, "What did the lady tell us to stuff our peppers with?" <laughs> I like that one. Yes. Yeah, I like your bizarre one, Denton Gardens and Worthing. Hope Bill is well and will be able to do something in the cupboard. <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. You have to ask someone sixty yeah. years ago. <laughs> I like that one. And then the scary one. This is the last one. It says, tonight we have been watching a clown disco. Yeah, that's, that's a strange one, isn't it? really scary, isn't it? I must admit, I've reposted that a few times when yeah. it felt like it was a commentary on the world we're living in. The image, the image <laughs> of yeah. that one is, yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe that, it's probably, probably written before the sort of universally accepted belief now that clowns are scary. Yeah, perhaps it was think, supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is mm. terrific. This yeah. clown disco. Yeah. It's one of my favourites. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, let's start this off properly. So uh, you, you both brought cards with you. Uh, yep. Kate, let's start with the first one of yours. Now, this is okay. this is be- has bearing on, on your dad and, and family yep. history, doesn't it? It does. Um, so, as you know, uh, Chaz and Dave played just about 
everywhere across the country, um, up and down all the seaside places, Worthing, Bournemouth, Hastings, Margate, Windsor, Ilfracombe. All um, good seaside uh, yeah, postcard places. Exactly actually. right, exactly yeah. right. And he would, he would usually very often send a postcard to me, but it would be in character. Right, what character? Uh, his his character was like, um, we'd have posh names, so he would be a major, and he was called Bimbo Clive Barkley, right? <laughs> so he would write as Bimbo Clive Barkley, right. never as Daddy, no, it was always Bimbo, and I'm Phoebe Beaumont, right? right? So not Kate Garner, don't ask me why, but that was the name. So he sent one uh, from Widdicombe in the Moor, which, did you know the Widdicombe Fair... Little gem. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I'd often put on the front of... Is, is, yeah. is the rhyme on the postcard there? Yeah, hang on, hang on. Oh, I should have bought my glasses. Tom Pierce, Tom Pierce, lend me your grey mare All along, down along, out along Lee For I want to go to Widdicombe Fair With Bill Brewer, Jan Stewart, Peter Gurney, Peter Davy, Dan Whidden, Harry Hawk, Old Uncle Tom Cobbley and all Old Uncle Tom Cobbley and all Okay. Yay. Amazing. So that's that. And then over the... This is Bimbo. <laughs> hi, Doll. Yeah, hi, Doll. Just docking in. More news on its way. With Batley Tadwell, Trisha Plummett, Brinkley Farquharson, Bogey Trey, Pertie Bramwell, <laughs> Old Grape Nut, and Bimbo Clive Barkley and all. And Bimbo Clive Barkley and all. Till we meet again, Phoebe. Bimbo, kiss. <laughs> wow, that is a side of Chaz Hodges that I don't think anyone else would have come across. I know, and that was that. So I would answer in the same way. You know, we'd all speak like that very nicely. And Mum would just give us looks and make the tea. Oh, really? <laughs> no, she, she would join in. It was just something that we, as we were growing up, we would do that. I suppose it's that kind of London thing, you know, when you sort of, get round the piano after dinner and sing songs. We did. That's what we did. You know, that's... That was for um, real. Yeah, we'd all make up songs and do silly sketches and give ourselves characters, put on little scenes from shows. Mum put curtains up in the front room so we could have a proper show. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it was a real thing. You know, that's what we did. And there was a time as I was growing up that we didn't have a telly at all. Right. Um, and that wouldn't have been because you couldn't afford it, was it? it was no. You, it was well, it better things up. to do? Yeah, it blew up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a mouse bit through the wire and there was a big fire. And I still oh remember it now. Mum and Dad were chucking buckets of water on it and that. It was in the middle of the night. We were all right. But well, that after could be, that, that could have been a Chaz and Dave song. It could have been, couldn't it? The mouse it? bit the cable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it could have been. And we were fine, but for about three years, we didn't get another telly and... Um, that's when I started writing songs, sitting at the okay. piano, making up songs, and then putting on our own little shows. So Very yeah, good. it it sort of because I, yeah. I was it kind of as research for this, and obviously I know your dad's work very well, just because you couldn't avoid it for so long. No, yeah, and I I knew a bit about his work before Chaz and Dave, but when you read the story, and I was reading his book, the book he wrote about about uh, the pair of them. Yeah, yeah. He he had a sort of Zelig thing going on. Really. He was everywhere through British rock and roll from the v- earliest days. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he played with Jerry Lee Lewis and Gene Vincent. And he was he was always in demand. That was as a bass player, you know. That's where he did all his session work. And he loved it, time. I got the impression, from reading his he book. Did. He just... He, yeah. He, and he, he worked a lot. I mean, yeah. he sort of, this laid-back style that we saw, 
he obviously worked very, very hard and just kept playing. He just loved it. It was yeah, it was as simple as that. He was my dad was always happiest when there was music around, you know, whether he was playing it, listening to it, or we were all playing it together. Um he just loved it. Um and then when he got together with Dave in the early seventies that's when they started writing songs together and then doing their own songs and then Dad got on the piano. It was just a natural thing to do. Well, yeah, I'll go on the piano and that's what we'll do. So, yeah, he just loved playing, yeah. The other thing that uh, struck me is, you know, watching this growing, growing up and seeing on TV a lot, yeah. a lot, and hearing them in the charts and stuff, this whole Cockney rock thing they were doing sounded the most natural thing in the world. Yeah. But for him, it was... He had to make a kind of big mental leap to think, no, this... I, sh- I should stop pretending to be Californian yeah, like everyone exactly. else is in the mid-70s. Yeah. I need to to bring more of my own self into the music. That must have been a yeah. huge thing. I think this is it. I think they just thought, let's just be ourselves. Let's just do what we want to do and see what happens. We'll be having fun doing it. And I think it, an honest place is a good place to start with anything in life, you know, because people, well, you know what it's like. People see see what they get and I'm sure it's the same for you when you're you're doing your show um people they smell it don't they they smell it <laughs> if something also, ain't right but I don't think, I don't think he uh I don't think they could have ever predicted that it would sort of touch such a nerve in the I nation know. that they would suddenly be you know one of the biggest acts in the country yeah it's... really with what's something that could have been seen as quite an eccentric little act exactly but suddenly just hit and not just in the south of England either no, I, I, I can see what you mean. It was, I think, because um, it was all about fun. Yeah. Simple as that. And people connected with that. They thought, oh, you know, they, I sound like I've been... I, I know these people, and they like that too. And Dad yes. always spent time... They sound time, like old songs sometimes, yeah, and they're not old songs. Exactly. Uh, old songs and old friends as themselves. People felt they knew them already. But that, that came from truth as well, because wherever they went, whatever gigs they were doing, always spent time talking to people um, and going to visit, whatever. And they would always take time to talk to people because they were interested in people. Yeah. And I think that is something that people really relate to and they loved that. They didn't feel that they were being all starry because even when they got really successful... They always found time to do that, to spend time with people and talk to them because it's what they loved. Something of that, that sort of rapport and that way of connecting people. I think the music industry has conferences yeah. to try and work out how to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think they, they no. just seem to have it. Yeah. And yeah, your dad natural. in particular, I think. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, he, he just loved it, yeah. Um, he saw, I think this is why, you know, having this character, Bimbo Clive Barkley, he loved, he was very, as a writer, and, and as you are too, observational, and he loved obs- observing people mm. and characters. So th- this this was obviously someone that he had observed somewhere, uh, having <laughs> afternoon tea in this grand hotel and thinking, oh, he's a good character, I'll pick up on him. So, yeah, that's all part of people watching and life, isn't it? Very good. Well, yeah. look, we're going to come back to another card. I think another another Chance Hodges card in a yeah. moment. But Alex, what's what's just slipped through your letterbox? Um, so these are sort of a, 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 a double of cards from uh, a so my best friend from university, um, who is quite good at writing. She's quite good at writing cards. Um, and some two, I found one from uh, the one from the 
uh, misty days of 2016 and one from the slightly less misty days of 2019. I can just about um, remember them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't ask me about yesterday, but I can just about remember them. It was a different time. Theresa May was prime minister. It could be kind of, you know, it's a very, very different um, era. Uh, and so the, uh, should I say? The, the, yeah, what, the front... what we better <laughs> describe for the for the listener. Well, instead of, um, uh, what, what was it? instead of Widdicombe uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> on the moor, in the moor, uh, we have... Um, uh, uh, Q briefing uh, James Bond in a still from the 1979 film Moonraker. Oh, very nice. Um, very nice. Great. And so my friend is... Uh, um, I, she's she's one of the smartest people I know, and she has a lovely fusion of both very uh, highbrow and, let's just say for Bond, not as highbrow okay. um, tastes. And so she's like a huge... These are distinctions I try to just avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the hope that I'll sound both highbrow and lowbrow at the same time anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. It doesn't average to middlebrow. It makes a kind of more interesting <laughs> kind of brow topology that... Um, uh, or topography, is it? Anyway, so... Um, yeah, so this is... It's Q giving, uh, I, I, I suppose, Bond some sort of gadget. I don't sure. Know. That's what he did, wasn't it? Uh, it's what he did. He was, it was big, you know, classic classic Q. Q original from the... From from pre-Craig. Um, and so this card, so it starts Dear Hubs, uh, and I can <laughs> I can uh, clarify that, that we have never been married, um, uh, but we... Uh, so you say. So we say currently. <laughs> well, so the so university, there was a sort of system whereby in your the end of your first year, you would sort of pair up with someone to act as kind of pastoral guides to people in the year below when oh, they okay. came. That's nice. So they were sort of like university, you were, you were university husband and wife or uh, less uh, heteronormative combinations, if, right. if so preferred. A good idea, though, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And so, uh, but then that's, then that's a uh, affectionate uh, naming uh, trend that we've kept through uh, eight years so after university. More, more ridiculous nicknames. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. Keep the trend. <laughs> but, but I think there's a clear, there's a sort of, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so we, so we continue to refer to each other as that, despite um, pr- uh, proceeding through actual um, long-term relationships uh, separately from our uh, <laughs> university um, uh, uh, relationship. And this is a card. So this 2016 card is card sent to um, a postcode W10, uh, which is where I was living. Uh, in between 2014 and 2018 and uh that is it was a weird house because it was um uh we rented from a primary school so we were we were it was a small cottage that me and three other kind of equally sort of um uh, comedians trying to make it sort of uh, I've got a house of comedians. Kind of, it sort of became. Wow. It started. It started very. Uh, Could it, be wonderful. <laughs> it's. It started. It very sort of Theseus has shipped from a a house of three kind of um, uh, professionals, uh, accountants or, or legal journalists, and then me, but sort of doing a mixture of tutoring and comedy, and then over four years, everyone tagged out for someone increasingly more sort of arts wankery than, wow. the, than, the, wow. than the last. So it just became oh, a house of, uh, at the end, we had... A lot, a lot of landlords would say, you know, no, <laughs> no DSS, no comedy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I... I um, I, to my friends, I'm a comedian, but to landlords, I'm very much a tutor of maths A-level. Oh, um, yes, is yes, is yes, my yes. two different... Uh, <laughs> Everyone needs a few hats. Yeah. Exactly. And so we rented from this uh, 
primary primary school, and it was a former schoolkeeper's cottage, uh, except um, adjacent to it. So on one side we had this primary school, and the other side was a Carmelite monastery. So we were just our only. So it was incredibly quiet. I think it was a fairly silent order, if not actually silent. Well, where was this again? So this is in Labrick Grove, wow. and there's a um, so there's a Carmelite monastery uh, in about five minutes walk north of Lambert Grove tube station and so we had this bizarre situation where we were behind these black iron gates and that so it was sort of a really weird it was quite loud during school days but then it meant that we had access to this massive car park we had this sort of uh, 20 foot 25 foot high uh, nunnery wall to our to our left and then this school to the right and it was a sort of it was very, it was quite eerie in evenings and, yeah, and school holidays. It was, <laughs> it yeah, was my God. a bizarre, a bizarre living place. Yeah. And um, and so this card that my friend Alice uh, uh, sent me was uh, thanking me for a. I think we had dinner at that house um, at some point. I think around Christmas 2016. I think I had her and some university friends on a night off from comedy. And this is a sort of thank you letter to the. Weird uh, ghost house, uh, the weird, the weird Carmelite ghost house that I live in. Does she make reference to the house? Or? I don't. She often does. What uh, in this one? Um, mostly thanking. She she broke a jug. Oh. She said in brackets, "How much do I owe you for that good jug? That glass? Sorry, not good jug. Glass jug. Or can I Amazon you uh, another?" Oh, and she's an excellent. Card. She's an excellent friend. But I think that is. I will just. I will absolutely dob her in here. <laughs> that I think she's an excellent friend. But I think that. If I'd called her on it, she would have. But I think that sort of dematerialised that offer for financial recompense. But I think a smash uh, okay. jug between friends is. But she fine. played quite a good line yeah. there as well by offering. Oh yeah. You then had to sort of pick up on it, and yeah, that was uh, exactly. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah, good. Exactly. But that's interesting, and of course the thank you postcard. I think postcards we know they are dying out. They're not be dying, but they're dying out. And the thank you postcard is holding on. Yeah. I think if you're going to if you're going to yeah. send a card, it's probably more likely to say thanks for something than it is to say we're at the seaside today. Totally, yeah, so yeah, it's my last bastion of yeah. No, it does. <laughs> I always make my son sit down and do them at Christmas and his birthday, and he sort of goes through it all. But he, he then gets into it, and he's all right. Oh, do I have to? And I think it's a good tradition oh, to keep gorgeous. that going. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's and good people... manners. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you, you can have a sort of huge number of these commitments on your shoulder, things I should have written to thank people for. But um, yeah. uh, anyway, but you, you've got to do your best. Yeah. And you've got another another friend-style card. So here. that's the follow It's from it her fo- as well, so it's a follow-up. So that I thought... We I can just join up the dots. Because it's a funny... So... The we can we can so we can spot what might have happened in our lives <laughs> from this. So there's um, so so dear hubs and was the opening for the first card and then much love wifey was so this uh, stupid <laughs> silly university. But her she's no one signing, jokes. She's signing <laughs> she's signing off in this one from late 2019 with ex-wifey. Oh. Now let, let's yeah. tuck into that. So that was when she <laughs> so in these intervening three years. Uh, she and her boyfriend got married, and so we had a uh, we had a sort of a necessary kind of um, ceremonial severing of our fictitious university pastoral marriage, and so uh, so from for now we we know each other now as as ex as ex uh, hubs and ex wifey, um, and so uh, so I just thought it'd be funny to see the uh, the transition in in her genuine marital status. But there's, there's something kind of uh, 
It's like a bit of a landmark, isn't it? That that, that little joke. We'll stop that little joke. Yeah, now. We're, <laughs> exactly. We're getting a little bit old for that now. <laughs> there are sort of there are sort of uh, 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 legal and um, kind of Catholic things that this uh, interrupts. So um, yeah, we must stop that now. And she has moved to DC in that period. So this is a um, this was a card sent, I think, just before she moved to uh, America. Uh, and uh, and it's a new address. So it's I've since I moved to Crouch End. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, well, I'm again such as the like pattern of. Um, of 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 early twenty first century living, which is the constant moving. That even this address is now. I move this weekend. The constant rental merry go round. Mm. Um, and this is a card from the Met in New York, and is a um, it, it's sort of a, a garden. It's a, a pleasure garden, uh, and I think it's I think it's a Parisian pleasure garden. Oh, wonderful! I don't. That's a really nice arty card, isn't it? Nice. That's it's the nice. kind of card I'd buy for myself and yeah. use as a bookmark. Or something. Yeah, yeah really nice. <laughs> exactly my vibe as well. And, Very good. Um, yeah, I think. So that's it. We've, we've we've just captured the end of the uh, that sort of uh, uh, imaginary marriage of whatever it's, it was exactly. Incon- inconvenience exactly I, you know we still it's just it's very I just love the I, I do love the idea of a, of a postman looking at this card and seeing the the tone like the end um I'm looking forward to summer reading the. I got her a book and looking forward to summer reading the swamp uh, in the swampy climes of Washington D.C. Uh, but I hope you. I'll see you before then, of course. Till soon, ex-wifey, kiss, kiss, kiss. And I just love the idea of a postman sniffing on that, being like, "Well, they've got a very good post-marital relationship." Yeah, exactly. With each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only wow. everyone could get over the sort of weird bitterness of a collapsing yeah. relationship in such a <laughs> such a lovely way. And, and he gazes across the trees, saying, "If only I could." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you think that they they read them because uh, some. Someone, uh, my mother-in-law actually, she said you should put them in an envelope because I she said, said it gets there quicker. And, well, it's a big debate. Yeah. This. It's a big debate. Yeah. Now, the, this, I'll unpack that. Yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> gets there quicker. I yeah. see that a lot on cards. Yeah. I'm putting this in an envelope because it will get. I don't know that that's true. I'd no. have to. We, we're going to have to get some postmen on one day. Actually. I think we should test Definitely. it. Yeah. And I don't think postmen read the cards. No. Because I think they're quite busy and quite yeah. focused. Yeah. Let's face I mean, it. I don't know, my, my postman, who is excellent, walks at a very accelerated pace to, yeah. to get that round done. And I don't think they've got time to stop and read no. some tedious postcard. And it's very, like, it's very um, uh, manager of the sweet shop vibes, isn't it? In the same way yeah. that you'd be, like, I think after three days of reading everyone's most intimate secrets, it's like, we get it, you do, you do that, <laughs> you do, you, that's your weird thing that you're into, and just immediately become immune yes. to mm. the charms yes. of violating people's privacy. <laughs> Yeah, there was a time though, yeah, you know, in villages yeah, exactly. and, and years ago, yeah. I think, when, when, yeah. when the whole thing was smaller. Yeah. yeah. But, um... And I bet that caught his eye because it's right at the end, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, exactly, oh, hello. exactly. If he's trying to read my address, <laughs> yeah. it's Mr. A. Keely, and then above that, it's oh, ex wifey. <laughs> yeah. mm, the, plot, the plot previously uh, watery has thickened well, substantially. It's true. They, they, they do yeah. have to read the address. So yeah, true. it's not like they. Yeah. And the eye might stray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to podcasts from the past, the Postcard Podcast. My guests today are comedian Alex Keeley and musician Kate Garner. Uh, and surprise, we've received a postcard. And this is a postcard um, from B.S. Crow from Ferndown in Dorset. And uh, B.S. Crow says, the answer to the competition question is lion. Uh, well, I'm sorry, B.S. Crow, that's the wrong answer. Uh, try again next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kate, now, what's the second card you've got for right, us? I'll put my glasses on now. Oh, good. Yeah, I have to. Um... Is it another one from your dad? Yep, this is another bimbo. Bimbo <laughs> Clive Barkley. He did put this in an envelope, which is why it hasn't got a stamp on it. Um, oh, is it, it's one of those so uh, black postcards. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah. Not, you'd buy a packet of them? Yeah. It's so, not a picture postcard, it's just a yeah, piece of to put postal in, stationery, yeah. I suppose. So I don't know where it's from. It would have been one of these seaside towns, because it was always when he was away that he wrote these. I like his fancy red ink, by the way. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> And then in place of the stamp, he's just drawn, I don't know, some sort of face with someone with just one strand of hair on the top saying, oh, don't. That's all the stamp says. I don't know. When was this written out of interest? Oh, this must have been about 25 years ago. So to me, that that strand of hair, that's a Teletubby. (laughs) That's fully, it's fully a Teletubby. And I think you've got a lawsuit on your hands because that predates... (laughs) That predates that television. Yeah. It's, it's, Are you telling it's me that Chaz Hodges invented the Teletubbies? I, I, look, reckon, that yeah. is for others to say. <laughs> this but... could be a, use, a useful extra revenue stream there, Kate. It could. Right, thanks for that, Alex. I'll get on to that <laughs> the minute this show is I'll finished. I'll 1% if, <laughs> okay, it, if just it's one. successful. It's very generous yeah, of I think you. So. So, this, <laughs> so this one says, um, this is another of his characters called Tompy. Um, so he says, dear Phoebe, just an update on Tompy. 
Somebody gave him a bloody banjo, only wow. three strings in it, but he's gone for it in a big way. Beginning to be popular all over the shop. Goes out with big boots and a trilby. Well-heeled crumpet think the world of him. <laughs> we'll keep you updated, bimbo. <laughs> Shall I do another one without swearing? What swearing? The bloody. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, no. right, well, I'm just checking. No, no, I didn't know how... Bloody's how... fine. I said art Precisely prank earlier, so that's going to have to be bleeped no, out. No, oh, no we, we put a little E for explicit if it's rude, right. but it hasn't actually As been As I said yet. it, I blushed. I oh. felt myself <laughs> blushing. <laughs> How very proper of you. <laughs> so, because yeah. he, he was a multi-instrumentalist, wasn't he? I mean, he was, yeah, he did play the banjo. I was so surprised Tom in the book, comes... he, at one point he played the fiddle. He did, yeah, yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah, really good on that. Because um, he started on guitar, really? Yeah, yeah, guitar. Um, and it was really through my nana, who you mentioned earlier, Daisy, that he, she she said, oh, it'd be great if you played the piano, but really what that did prompt it. But Jerry Lee Lewis was the big turning point for him because he loved his style and my dad's piano playing was that rock and roll mm. style. So... Um, yeah, things changed forever. Jerry Lee Lewis, that was the that was It's the amazing, time. isn't it? Yeah. Slightly hard to imagine that when you when you read back on these biographies. Yeah. I would imagine that moment of, 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 of coming across a bit of music or a style of music and it just kind of changed the direction of your life like that. Yeah. Because we have everything now. Yeah. You can click on everything on YouTube, but it does. It wasn't I mean, like that. No, not at all. Well, the same happened with me, with the gramophone. It, you know, I think I was about 12 and... We went to a flea market, uh, me and my dad, and, and I saw it, and I'd never seen one before. I thought it was beautiful, and he bought it for me, and uh, it came with a box of 78s, and they were all of the 30s wow. dance bands. Um, and I just... That, for me, was my turning point, because that... I was playing stride piano. <laughs> I know. I was more old-fashioned than him. <laughs> it was just mad. And my piano playing was more old-fashioned because it was like my nana's, his mum's. She played stride-style piano, and that's what I ended up playing. And then hearing these records as well just kept it going, and then I went out playing in pubs all over. And, yeah, just that's the way I played, like Fat Swallow style, you know. Very good. Exciting yeah. start to listen to. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's... um. I think also when you're used to playing on your own and accompanying yourself, you have to have a strong bass. Yeah, yeah. So that's really it so comes you're, from you practical reasons. Yeah. So you've got to keep it strong and lively and keep people's attention. Otherwise, you know, you can't be all sort of. Um, otherwise, you might as just well be in a restaurant or a cocktail bar. Yes, you don't want to be tinkling. Fine, but no, it wasn't that sort of thing. It was getting people singing and come on, roll yeah, out the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And this sort of yeah. uh, 30s style is something that yeah. you've picked up on in this musical that you've written. Yeah. And what's where? Where is that now? What status is that? It's in development with um, Runaway Entertainment, and they. They put on the Railway Children at King's Cross. Oh, which was brilliant. Yeah, did you really see good. it? Yes, we took my niece. It was Lovely, terrific. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I, it's such a good staging as well. Such really fun. good. It's a shame, really, it's not there, but it was a pop-up style event. Well, the so. Google building is there now. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> say no more. What a, what a perfect microcosm of <laughs> yes. everything. Yes. Exactly. All in one. Google. In one square foot. Yeah. So that was uh, so. Yeah, it's in development now, and we we're hoping to stage it this year because it's the hundredth anniversary of Queen Lige, Queen Lucia, which was the first That's book. The first one, is yeah. It, right? um, but we'll do that. It will be in London as um, 
a stage reading with with the musical with a band and everything because I want people to really see how it's going to sound. The music's really important, and it's to got me. that period feel. The music, yeah, yeah, it's it's very a bit of Noel Coward, um, Cole Porter, you know, all them old classic American songbook style as well as Noel Coward style. Um, and yeah, I've got some great musicians together, and yeah, we just want people to be singing and dancing and remembering it as they come out of the theatre and feeling good. It's all about fun. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it sounds like a simplistic thing to say, really, but I go out and I don't see a lot of fun. I see a lot of <laughs> sad faces and I see people... It's it's good that you have... You must have light and shade. It's important to have serious things to go and watch. It is, because that's life and that's how you learn and, and I encourage that in my son. But I also encourage a big slice of fun because there's a there's yeah. a bit of melancholy beneath the surface in uh, Map and Lucia, though, isn't it? These people yeah, are living right. slightly. They are. Their dreams are slightly uh, <laughs> well, they're misplaced, really. They're, they they're hoping are. for some social advancement yeah. in somewhere where it it really doesn't matter. No, it's not, and it's not going to make them happy. No, it's not. You're quite right. They uh, they're living in their own world, um, a battle of the social classes, but they don't even like. But they do shut out the rest of the world because they don't put the clocks back and they just Is that live right? in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> live in their own time zone. But it always interested me, and I just thought the characters, it would work so well on stage. And I just thought, right, I'll write the musical about it. And since then, there's been a lot of support from EF Benson Society down in Rye. They love it. So Great. Have you done came. us a reading down at Lamb House? Or? Yeah, we, funnily enough, yeah, I'm putting on a concert at Lamb House this summer. It's, it's on EF Benson's birthday. So it's oh, the wow. 24th and the 25th of July. We're having a they big heard it here gig first, there. listeners. Oh, yeah, this is the first plug of this. I, they'll be saying, oh, you're getting in there, Kate, getting in a bit quick. But, yeah, there's two, and they're having a marquee in the garden. Brilliant. And we're going to be having 1920s cocktails and oh. celebrating all things Mapanuchia. So that'll be really good fun. Very good, yeah. very good. Oh, I look forward to hearing that. And, you know, good luck with it. These things are hard to get off the Thank ground. Thank you. Yeah, they are. you just got to... I think the the key is just be obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that, you know. Do you find that the case in life? Yeah. Like be obsessed. Yeah. I, I do. I yeah, do. absolutely. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I I wrote a good chunk of my Edinburgh show in the like final the in the first three days of this fringe. I changed a lot, and because I was yeah. just obsessively, I was obsessively listening to Bruce Springsteen as I as really? I pounded the. And I just think your Fantastic. brain then starts. You can like it could be any piece of music, and then your brain just starts making connections with that those lyrics, yeah. whatever they are, and go, yeah. oh, that relates. That's it. It could be yeah. anything. It just if, exactly. you, if you listen to it enough, mm. you just start over-interpreting phrases and lines, <laughs> and then it just and then it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I find sometimes if you dive into something deep enough, you can drown out the doubts as well. Yeah. So for just for a few hours, you're not saying what a stupid idea. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just do it. That's totally true, it. and you have to. It has to be something that you are obsessed and passionate about because you spend a lot of time with it. And as you know, it changes all the time, draft after draft, things are changing and morphing all the time. So if you're kind of okay with it, you're going to get, it won't work. You've got to really love it. Yeah. It's the only way it's going to work. Very good. Oh, well, good luck with it. Good luck with it. Thank you, Tom. Now we move on. Alex, 
You've got a sort of uh, ecstasy of blue tack here, I think. <laughs> for, <laughs> no, no, I, I, always say, I always say the same thing. Blue, blue, blue tack is a sign of love on a postcard. So these must have been on a wall somewhere. They, they were. So they were. Um, now, let's. Do I say that? Do I say where they're on the wall, truthfully, or or where they're on a wall such that it doesn't contravene any tenancy agreements I signed about oh. fixing blue tack? Use the blue tack. Absolutely, read that. But it's the yeah. So when moving out on Saturday, we were doing the using the one massive bit of blue tack, rolling it like a piece of dough on other bits of blue tack on the wall to try and get that blue tack off. These are um, the skills of life. Aren't <laughs> so these are two. So so these are not postcards that have been sent to me. These are postcards. I like I like buying a. So I I think the main phenomenon that always occurs in a museum. I don't know whether you'll agree with me. Is that any time I go to a museum and I see an exhibition and there's a painting that I love, that makes it a one hundred percent certainty that that painting will not be. <laughs> It, one of the postcards yeah. available to buy. It's always Agreed. like, this is obviously the best one. Yeah. Why have you not tried to monetize this? Yeah. I want I want to give you money. And yeah. I don't usually want to give people money. I want it on a notebook, yeah. on a poster. <laughs> but it's always the best ones up. But I really liked uh, this one. And so this was a Royal Academy exhibition, America After the Fall, paintings in the 1930s. And it's a, I think, Helen Lunderberg. And so it's just such a... Funny painter, it's a so it's a it's called double portrait double portrait of the artist in time. Oh, wow, look and at it's, that! And it's a child, and they're casting an a sort of adult sized shadow. That's, and that that's shadow, her shadow, is it? Yeah, and then so it's her shadow casted, and then it's and then that shadow itself is kind of meeting up with a different self portrait of her as an adult rather than as a child. And so I just it's. Uh, I don't know, it's just sort of optical illusion, kind of playing with perspective, and then sort of this kind of weird sort of uh, sort of happy, sad nostalgia thing that's happening all in one. So quite I really like that. actually. Yeah, yeah it it's is. really, it's quite creepy in a way. Mm. And then that lovely little, as we're, as we're all, I love the like... Is that the, a crystal ball? No, so it's a clock, and I, it really ah, has that kind of... Um, a clock. 15th century <laughs> vibe, or 16th century vibe of putting objects next to you to denote things and you've got oh, like yeah, hugely oh, symbolic exactly she's like holding a flower or like a bit of a bit of sort of flower stem so that's like oh the the, the vitality of now and then there's like a clock which is like yes but d- death will come to us all like at the <laughs> like i love i love any objects like we're alive now but death will come to us all in two objects and then there's a similar i don't know what she's holding anyway so i i really liked i really like that, yeah, and put that that's interesting. where was that stuck you can tell me. And so that was stuck. You'll be long gone from that place by the time it goes out. Well, yes, by the time it goes out, we're actually currently in a uh, in a deposit war with the landlord. Oh, but yes. um, I think we'll be fine because the um, the deposit agency is actually very generous to tenants. It's the one part of our system that's good. Uh, so, but yes, this was in um, my bedroom in Crouch End. And I put up a few. Each time you move, there's like some things that end up going into more storage. I'm like, oh, I'm too, I'm too old to have that picture of... Jack White holding a guitar oh, from okay. the White Stripes. So I'm too. I'm not. I can't have that. But, but in a couple of years, it'll it'll mean more. You think? No, oh, that was when I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah I exactly. can't lose that. But I have yeah. to. It will be when I'm. It'd be when I can feel like I can afford to buy a nice print and then put it in a. But I think a sort of manky Q magazine cover from 2007 <laughs> on my wall is not appropriate any longer. So that's that's that one. And then there's another one which is. Um, 
uh, blue tack on, and it's just a an aerial shot of um, Barcelona's Sagrada Familia, um, oh. which I think I think they've done. Uh, I think they've been they've been optimistic in this shot because it has uh, it, fewer cranes than a real. Oh, it's I a very see. it's a very crane heavy shot. I think they've managed to find one picture. Has it had cranes finished. around it kind of non-stop since the war? Or? I think so, and it's just. They say, and I love this phrase, they say it's going to be finished soon. <laughs> like, Bloody builders. <laughs> but, like, we talk about the... Exactly, we talk about the completion of the Sagrada Familia in a way that a medieval church will... Like, a medieval village would talk about the return of some wizard shaman that hasn't been seen for many years. And it's like, they say it will be finished soon. Yes, they do say that. <laughs> yeah, right. But the medieval cathedrals did take... A hundred years true, to build. That's true. That's true. So this is maybe this is the only sort of modern era version of that that we've come across. It's incredible. Have you been, have you been? I've never been. No. It's no, uh, been Barcelona. I'd love to. It's still really worth. Like obviously it's not, but it sort of feels. It's sort of mad where large chunks of it feel completely are completely finished, and then there's just sort of entire towers that haven't been built yet. But it's just, um, it is inc- it is incredible. I feel like not in height terms, but if you were trying to do a sort of Tower of Babel. Now that's right. like that's like not our, a good image, it's not a good. <laughs> but if it's explicitly if it's explicitly a, a monument to God rather than to to humans, then right. um, mm. maybe you're getting away. Maybe that's a technicality out of the tower. You, you bought this there. Bought so this. I bought that in. I bought that in um, Barcelona. I wonder whether I bought that at Sagrada for me, or whether I did this sort of appalling thing where you're at the airport being like, oh, I've got twenty minutes. Oh I've, oh, I've still got some euros. I'll <laughs> buy a Sagrada for me. Even though I was at the Sagrada Familia, I will in Barcelona airport buy a Sagrada for postcard. Right. I think um, you're allowed to buy a postcard in the area. And yeah, so there's no, you don't actually have... Same postcode, then that's okay. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's okay. it's a postcode thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are those two, and that's, yeah, I usually decorate, I, I, I find postcards are, are good, postcards and, and cards from friends, uh, something I keep up on, on walls. And are they places that are beautiful, or images that are beautiful, or are they an expression of you? Ooh. Um, uh, so you look interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Sure, of course. Yes. Yeah, so I, so I don't. I, the, yeah, putting postcards on walls are my version of having uh, nice, interesting clothes that say something interesting about <laughs> the same performative thing. But yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's a mixture of all those, and I think also things from friends. Like I've got a very, I've I've got a very old card that a friend made of me, which was me as a. I, I uh, was nicknamed Pottle by a friend because I accidentally tried to say pot and kettle at the same time. <laughs> I accidentally said the word Pottle, out. which uh, has not made it into the dictionary <laughs> oh, yet. Each year, and each year it's Youthquake, which uh, the Oxford Dictionary announces as the word of the year. Like, yeah, come on, when's, when's Pottle? When's Pottle <laughs> getting in there? So I look less crazy. And then so she built a card with me as a kettle with my face on it, oh, and then oh, saying, good, uh, and it was like a good luck exam card, and I still have that. Uh, on my on my wall, just because I find that such a funny, both piss take, but also very sweet. Yeah, what a great friend. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. great friend. And it's part of you now, whether you like it or not. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, both of you, for bringing these cards along and sharing these uh, stories and uh, red ink and bits of blue tack. Um, <laughs> I've said it before, I, I never know where the postcards will send us. Um, I'm delighted that you shared them with us and the listeners. Another quick reminder to everyone at home, we're going to have images of these cards on the blog, uh, postcardfromthepast.co.uk, um, including one last one of the past postcard style from me. 
which you know from the book and the Twitter. Um, this is a card from 1980, Ambleside in Cumbria, a rather sort of desolate uh, side of the lake uh, oh. image. Quite pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, something. It's a J. Arthur Dixon card, and they, they did... Um, Print in these rather pretty muted colours. I don't, I don't know mm. why, but and very nice. And what intrigued me about this is just the uh, the level of detail about um, about the caravan. Caravan. Well, the caravan's very, very popular in postcards, and um, <laughs> they just say uh, the caravan is super. It has a lounge, breakfast room, three bedrooms, and the breakfast department can be a bedroom, toilet, and kitchen department. Now, to me, this sounds like something from Q and James Bond. It's extraordinary. It does. Sounds like a fantastic caravan. Yeah, wow. Um, I've never been on a caravan holiday, but I think that would be great. It's like being in a mansion. Oh, yeah. Luxurious. Well, before we let Kate and Alex out into the slightly uh, sunny Soho afternoon, I've got one more postcard for you both. Uh, It's customary for us to end the show with one of these. Oh. I don't know if you've seen one of these before. Oh no, look at this. Oh wow. So what's Wait, does that do what? It plays. Does it do what? Oh my god. Does it play? Can you describe it for us, Kate? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so it's it's a singing postcard. It is. And it is. It's enormous. And the picture? And the picture, it's Is that London? It's Piccadilly Circus. It's Piccadilly right? Circus and it's got Chosen a record slightly on it. with uh, your dad's London connections in oh, mind. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so you can actually put that on the turntable and play it. Well, if we ask young Tom very nicely, he has technology next door and we can see if we can make it work. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) I'd love to. My dad would have loved that. uh, That's great. I remember when he got... He probably saw them, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, he did. Anything like that. I remember he had a... Given a gold disc once, uh, one of them, and it, he played it. He got it out of the frame. And did it work? It. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know what he it often, was? It wasn't his record. Sting. How upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a nice noise. Quite syrupy. It is, yeah. It's like the Adam Singers on Sunday. Do you remember that? This is a very different take on London music <laughs> yeah, they from Chatham Day. Like Londoners, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bit different to the Cyborg song. So you could you could put this in an envelope and send it, or you could just send it like that. What? They should do these again, shouldn't they? I think yeah. so. I think they'd sell well. It's been usurped by the birthday card, record your own message yeah. yes. tech, yes. but this is much cooler. What's oh, they've got? You guys yeah. going to be a USB, like a, a lovely a, yes. a, a, a QR code that you scan, not as good as a vinyl. Well, sorry, the most <laughs> obnoxious way of raising that. Well, I, mean, yeah. I always say the same thing. It's not bad for a piece of cardboard. <laughs> I mean, really. The, oh, I, exactly. I, I, I've bought records secondhand that sound worse than this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's... Oh. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, mm. Well, as the card- <laughs> that's because you spoke. <laughs> as the cardboard eros continues to rotate at exactly 33 and a third revolutions per minute, that's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first class guests for sharing the postcards from their past Kate Garner and Alex Keeley. Thank you both. Thank you. Cheers, Tom. And thank you for listening. Bye for now.
you can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book, Postcard from the Past, by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.